It's time for Cyclone Insider. From the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO, Des Moines Sports Station. All right, welcome to this week's program. We are live tonight here at the uh, KXNO studio. So if you've got Cyclone thoughts, um, questions, anything like that, we are here for you. Randy Peterson is with me. Tommy Birch is in the house. Gentlemen, what's up? How are we doing? I'm well. <laughs> Great to hear, Randy. What about you, Tommy? You know I'm just peachy. I'm happy to not be as as sick as I was last week. Yeah, you guys were just coughing all over the place. It was brutal. I it's... mean, I'm still not 100%, but we, Randy and I are tough guys. We battle through the elements. I love it, baby. I love it. Uh, let's start... Um... I've got a cough button beside me here, so if I forget to use this... Oh, it's all I good. Apologize. 515-284-5966. 515-284-5966. If you guys want to chime into tonight's program, again, we are live, so let's uh, let's take some calls from anybody if they've uh, got Cyclone Conversation. You see what well, the temperature is today in Dallas? That's where you're headed tomorrow morning? Yeah, it's 25 degrees. Well, it, it could really? be warmer here than it is in Dallas. Wow, that, I mean, it doesn't get I that. I mean, which is fine. I don't care as long as the plane gets out of here. I care less. It doesn't less. get that cold down there. I know. Right now, man. I know. I was talking to somebody today. Oh, my daughter. She's got people that work down there for her, and she was telling me that that they canceled school today in Dallas. I said, why? And they said it was cold. Seriously? Yeah. Because it was 25? Because it was 25. Pansies. Man, so I, uh, when we were at the Liberty Bowl, I was waiting for an Uber. Talk about cold. Yeah, well, I was waiting for an Uber after the Liberty Bowl, and the guy, one of the workers there in Memphis was telling me that they were like all flipping out. Because the yeah. high the next day was like nine or something, and They're, their their water lines aren't buried low enough, so they were like seriously concerned about everything freezing and blowing up down there. Well, there were there were people down there that told me usually a lot of people just don't have giant winter coats down there. They just have you know some jackets, and that's about it. Was it. cold. What was it? remember the dude that was telling you about the Arkansas Razorback that died? Yeah, the pig died. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Did you hear about that one? Yeah. yeah. So for our audience. The, the Arkansas Razorback went through the Beale Street Parade and had a heart attack later A couple that years night. ago. Yeah. <laughs> Some real stuff right I mean, there. You know, and, and speaking of cold, it was cold at Myrtle Beach. I mean, we have. We've had some. <laughs> we were it's there. been cold everywhere. It's been cold everywhere. Um, let's start with hoops because that's where Randy's going tomorrow night to cover Iowa State at TCU. Point spread just released on that one. Cyclones are 10.5-point underdogs. Wow. I thought that seemed high, too. Uh, the analytics say it's not. The analytics really like TCU in this one, whatever that means. Uh, but yeah, give me your re- initial reaction. Well, to that, yeah, Randy. TC's got TC. TCU's got got good guards. Iowa State does too. Iowa State's guards aren't exactly playing well at all the, at the same time, which I they've got to do. Yeah, they haven't done that. They, yet. They've got to do, but uh, maybe it'll happen this year. I don't know. Um, where TCU's got the edge, and I can't say his name is the big fella. Um, Iowa State, you know, Iowa State's got the match for him. None, that, but but Cam Lard can. Be, this is one of those games where Cam could get in foul trouble. It's one of those games where Solomon Young could get in foul trouble, and then what do you do? This kid's uh, this kid's pretty good. He's not like like uh, um, the dude from. What's his name? Conarty from West Virginia last night. He was blocking all those shots yeah, in the first half. Yeah, he's a stud. He's, he's a stud. This West Virginia or the TCU kid's good too. Um, so I think that's that's probably the difference. Iowa State's going to have to to force him off the block to get him out of his comfort zone. Um, um, you know, get to the free th- get drive to the basket, get to the free throw line, all the all the normal stuff. Shoot it. Um, you know, and they got a chance, but ten and a half, whatever you said, I think that seems a little stout. You brought you brought a, uh, up a couple of things. One, it seems like no matter what, Cameron Lard's always in foul trouble. So that's that's something he's constantly dealing. with. Yeah, he's got to work yeah. on that. Yeah, and uh, I mean the thing is, he's picking up. You know, he'll go on long stretches where he doesn't pick up a foul, but then. Like against, uh, you know, this past weekend against Baylor. Well, he picked up two fouls in like 55 seconds. Yeah. It's like he's constantly going through these little stretches where he picks up two fouls really quickly. And then the other thing that kind of stood out, what Randy said about free throw shooting, the crazy thing about Lindell Wigington and how well he's playing this season, some of the amazing shots he's knocked down, and his ability to get to the free throw line, to me, 
the one thing that's still kind of missing from his game is to be a consistent free throw shooter. I mean, we've seen some pretty rough stretches from uh, Lindell where he gets to the line and is what knocking down one free throw uh, on you know every trip down there. So that's got to get better. Yeah, it, it just seems like I don't know. Even in Iowa State's win on Saturday, Iowa State beats Baylor by ten. It wasn't a complete game though. You know, especially because Donovan Jackson. Yeah, struggles that's that's so why I, I, Randy led into that. I thought pretty well there. It's just like, you know, they'd have a winning record right now if Wendell wasn't four for twenty-one in those Texas and Oklahoma State games, right? Um, Absolutely. And they very well could have lost that game on Saturday. Baylor goes four of twenty-one or whatever it is from three. They could have lost that game, even at home. So. There's just this sounds super cliche, but it's so real. I think with this team, Randy. I mean, the margin for error is just not there with this group of guys. They all, they all. If you're going to win a game like tomorrow night or on Saturday when Texas Tech comes to town, everybody's got to be on. Everybody has to play well. They're just not good enough to have guys doing what Donovan did on Saturday and beating really good teams. Right, and yeah, it's it's they've got to stay. They've got to get to the line, like Tommy said. They've got to shoot it and. I don't know whether it's going to happen. I don't know whether Lindell Wigginton, Donovan Jackson, and Nick Babb are going to have a, what we would say good games all at the same time. Okay, maybe they've done it against you know during the non-conference season, but but this is a little bit different right now. Those guys need to need to play good on the same night, and we've said that in the past about Iowa State teams, um, where you know we've said Naz, Matt. Um, Donovan and Mate have to play good on on the same nights. Well, yeah. not necessarily because there was always there was always the comfort zone of of Deontay Burton yeah, or you had in the middle Abdul or George Nader or, or Nader yeah, or yeah. somebody else, an this NBA team, guy, yeah, an <laughs> NBA guy, yeah, or a pro guy at least, a guy yeah. getting paid. This team does not have that. This team will have it. Lard's Lard's an NBA guy. Wigginton's an NBA guy. This team will have it. Bab yeah. maybe depending on how much he improves next year. Um, this team may have that, but they do not have it now. And 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 so there's the guards have to play, you know, their best game, you know, to win tomorrow night. It's, I really think it's like you said. Right now, it it seems like Iowa State does have some guys that could be the X factor. But when you're talking about Cameron Lard being an X factor. It's not like the same level of what you mentioned about like a guy like Nader when we saw there were times where other guys were struggling and the first thing I think about is the Iowa game where he just went off yeah. and he's pouring in, what, 25 points. Cameron Lard being an X-factor right now having a really good game is 12 points, 10 rebounds, and a couple of blocks. Those are great things. But those are not things that are going to carry Iowa State to the finish line when guys like Donovan Jackson or Lindell Wigginton are having tough nights. They are going to help you get through certain stretches, but they are not going to be the difference maker when those guys are having off nights. I mean, we've seen, <clears throat> you know, two sometimes two guys playing reasonably well. I mean, right now, Nick Weiler Bab is consistently putting up you know, really good numbers, but it's always been missing that third guy where sometimes it seems like when Lindell is playing really well, Donovan Jackson's been struggling. When Donovan Jackson has kind of, I mean, I mean for the most part, it's yeah. kind of been insane to see just Donovan Jackson, it seems like, is really struggling to fit into this role of this guy that he he's going to be somebody that they lean on consistently. I mean, yeah, he is he's missed a streaky some, shooter. He's and it's it's very troubling when you go back and you think about what Steve Prohm said at the start of the season, where he just raved about Donovan Jackson, saying this guy is one of the best shooters in the nation. He's not even one of the best shooters in the Big Twelve right now. Well, actually, uh, believe it or not, Lindell Wigginton has a better three point percentage than he does right now. But the thing is, though. It's like the three games prior to Saturday, he was averaging like 25 a game. So I just think the whole thing we've learned is, uh, Randy, that Wigginton's the catalyst. They can win games if Donovan's not on, like we saw on Saturday. Mm -hmm. I don't think they can win a game in the Big 12 when Lindell is going one of 12. No, I don't either. And and that's 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 a great point. Another thing I want to I say in this respect is – what do you think? What do you guys think of Hans Brace? 
I'm kind of waiting. I, I, I like what Hans has brought at times. I mean, I'm down on him. Yeah, you know, me too. I, I was I mean, just going to say that. I'm waiting for him to do something. Yeah, he. I, I mean, I'll say, yeah, obviously he hasn't been kind of the end-all savior off the bench that Iowa State mm-hmm. thought he would be. But I keep thinking back to that Kansas game, even though it's not showing up in the sad Yeah, the rebounding. But he had a great game in terms of keeping four or five possessions alive that very well could have been the difference maker for Iowa State. The problem is, it's just, you know, not only did Hans have that slow start kind of recovering, but then had that little setback, I think, with his ankle, too, and then going, you know, having yeah. having this role. I mean, I got to imagine right now he has the track record and he has shown moments where he can bring something important to the table, but it just that's kind of where I feel that, yeah, he's, he's shown some of that potential that makes me think, you know, it's it's not as bad of a season for him as it kind of looks on paper. All right, let me pull this up here. I mean, from the field, it's a it's a massive struggle. But, the, I mean, to Man, I, I got to imagine, for the most part, what you want from Hans is grab some rebounds, knock down some three-pointers. That he... He's only twenty nine percent from three on the year, five of seventeen. How many? But that's not many. I mean, man, it's amazing that he's only. I just thought that that he when I when when I heard about Hans, I thought he'd help stretch the floor. Really, yeah. hasn't. That's what, that. that's all we heard, and yeah. we knew we heard that after we knew that he had his ankle, their ankle, that he had his had his knee stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I don't. It's not happened as 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 quickly or, or as not maybe not quickly. It's not happened as I thought it would happen, and we're getting to the point now where there are no excuses. This is not a young team anymore. Mm-hmm. This is a team that's eighteen games into the season, whatever they are. I don't know what the record is, but this is no longer a young team. This is a this is a veteran team that's played a very good non conference schedule. It's a veteran. It's a team that's that's played. Um, what six, five or six Big Twelve conference games? They played games. very well. Five. Well, they played. They played very well at Kansas. They played. You know, take throw out the Kansas State game, and they played pretty well. They've been in every game. This is a team that should be. You know, nobody can make mistakes or um, excuses for any longer. Well, right now, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, there really aren't too many options outside of Hans. Yeah, as oh, yeah, it is. I mean, true. you. You kind of look at it right now. Steve Prohm's kind of already kind of shortened that bench as it is. Where, you know, now we're seeing Jacoby Long kind of out of the picture a little bit more. So Tally, I mean, I heard him say, you know, just the other night on the call, last night on the Colin show, he's going to make an effort to to get one of those guys in the game. But right now, it's pretty clear that he only has faith in so many guys and he still does have faith in Hans because Hans is the first guy off the bench, whether that's a faith thing or just a necessity thing also, I guess, is seems kind like, of a debate. Yeah, it seems like Steve's leaning towards playing Terrence Lewis in limited minutes over Jacoby Long. I feel right. like we're, yeah. we, we've seen that I think, yeah. um, by I now. I think the upside is, is, is better with with Terrence Lewis than... Than it is uh, with Jacoby. I would probably. Agree I think that's. That. I mean, that's probably right. Why he's getting those minutes right now? Because I think at this point you got a pretty good idea of what you have with Jacoby Long, at least with Terrence Lewis. You know, they see the potential that he could be a, you know, a lethal shooter. Five, we one, didn't five. expect him to be a superstar anyway. We knew no. that would be a little bit of a. But I think we. I mean, I at least expected him to contribute a little bit more than he probably yeah. has right now. 515-284-5966. If you want to talk Cyclones with us, this is Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO. Mike, welcome to the program. What's up? Yeah, I just had a question about uh, what about Jeff Beverly? I, why is he seeing the floor with Long and Lewis? And I'll hang up and listen. Uh, well, did, did you say why are, is he seeing the floor? I think is what he asked. Um well, well, I mean, it, the other day you had Solomon had Young and yeah. uh, Cameron Lard in foul trouble. Plus, Steve Prohm even said he made a concentrated effort to get Jeff Beverly into the game because once he had lost that starting spot to Cameron Lard, he he went to pretty much a non-existent player. So, one, he wanted to get him into the game, I think, just so we didn't lose Jeff Beverly for the, the long term just because... As we've seen in the past, Prome eventually finds a way to go back to some of those guys if he needs to. 
But then plus, he had no other choice with Young and Lard battling foul trouble. Uh, Beverly actually played a nice game for Iowa State. Did, I'm sorry. Beverly, he actually yeah. played all right. He, he's I done. Thought on, he, he went two wow. or three. Um, have have five points, popped out, hit a three, couple rebounds in only ten minutes. I mean, if he could do that, that's the role they need from him. Right, that, that's all they want from him. Yeah, that's exactly. They, he's not a he's not a star on the team. He's he's a he's a you know a piece of 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 string for the team. You know, um, and and they don't need him to to dominate. They need him to to play his his tail off when he's in there. Um, and he's limited. I mean, let's just face it. He's 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 kind of limited. Don't, don't you think, think. too? Um, and we got a couple more callers here. Yeah. But don't you think too that um, Young and and Brace can be kind of interchangeable depending on who you're playing? Because Baylor had those really lengthy guys, you know. And I felt like Solomon's a better matchup against that athleticism. But you know, Kansas didn't really have that this year. But, but I, and, and, and I think Steve went with Brace at the end because of that. Maybe or maybe it was because that was I on the know. road. I'd rather who, who would you rather have? Who would you rather have? And I'm, maybe I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I don't know. Who would you rather have patrol in the lane, Brace or Solomon? Uh, in a, versus like a generic team, yes. I'd probably say Solomon. Yeah, okay. But I do think maybe um, I could see an Allen Fieldhouse going with Hans. Just for the sheer trust experience. More. You know, I don't yeah. know. No, I, yeah, it's, it's a good question. There's no right answer. You've seen yeah. that at times where Hans has been the guy down the stretch. The prome yeah. is leaning on where he obviously has a lot more faith in him. Well, and he threw out that stat yesterday. Were you at the press conference yesterday? You no. Were, no. No, I didn't oh, make yeah. it back. Oh, yeah. You were living your life with the Vikings, and I still never understand that one. <laughs> the first ever Vikings playoff victory, it sounds like. Don't get me started, Pete. Okay. Don't okay. get me started. Um, I'll, fire, I'll get fired up here on the air. That's fine. Is is he, your show? And, he said 9-2. Right? Yeah, nine, oh. yeah, thanks, Tommy. He said 9-2 when, when he... When he's he said he said played and then he said then he stopped and said suited up yeah when he's whatever that means I don't know what that means well there was one game where I think he had to suit up right but as but a necessity regardless okay but his be, mere presence on the bench in uniform was a difference I don't know I'm just I'm well, being sarcastic I, I think I don't believe honestly it. I think that the biggest factor not even it's not even who Hans Brace is as a player it's the fact that there's another body. Exactly to me, yeah. like it's just, he's another warm body, and he's a Big Twelve caliber player, and and it's just like you can give. And, you're not all your eggs aren't in the basket of Solomon right. and Cam Lard and Jeff. Because you know those guys are going to get into foul absolutely, the and then you're stuck with about. Beverly more. Yeah. And even though he is <laughs> okay, not knocking mean, down, but you know what I'm saying. Even though he's not knocking down three pointers right now, you know opposing teams at least have that in the back of their mind that they know. He's got a history of doing that. They've got a guardian. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go back to the phones. Bruce wants to chime in. Hey, Bruce. What's up, bud? Hey. Well, okay. So I about all I know about the NIT anymore is that <laughs> there's only 16 teams in it. No, there's Not 32. There's 32. Oh, is there 32? Yes, sir. Still. So you don't know anything about that. I guess I don't know. That was Tommy. <laughs> well, I know that it's national invitational tournament. That's what NIT. I'm just teasing you, Bruce. Okay, so here's my question, though. Um, it seems to me that, that for this team, as young as they are, it, you get a lot of good, you get a lot of games there if, you're, if you keep winning against pretty good teams. So what would Iowa State have to be able to do this year, do you think, to get in the NIT? Go 500. Yep, have a winning record. That's it, bud. Uh and that's going to be 500 tough. win one game at the Big 12 tournament. No, I don't no. Even think you have to do that. No. If, I think if the record is 500 or 500 more, or yeah, more you're that's in. right. Yeah, the, just, NIT, the NIT is also a business. Oh, yeah, and it's all you got to do, yeah, it's, it's gotta do qualify is to be 500. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know that if you had an NIT game at Hilton, fans would show up. Right. And, so and, it's, that's worth But I don't know whether there. they can get to 500. Yeah, that's the bigger question. If they get to 500, they'll be in the NIT. I don't know if they will. I mean, they're at 500 now, obviously. But, yeah, but, but no, do you mean 500 overall? Yeah, overall, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I know. I mean, they're they're there now, obviously. But but what are they going to be a month and a half from now? Right, exactly. Because I know. 
I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, so that's I, that's going to be tough. Iowa State has 14 games left. Ten of them are against top 25 opponents. Seven of them are versus top 10 opponents. Yeah, and one of them's, and one of them's Tennessee. Don't forget that yeah, one. We're all, exactly. thinking that we're all thinking it's a Big 12. They've got that dumb... AC, whatever that thing is, the SEC, SEC challenge in the middle of this in the middle of the. Thank you, Bruce. Season. Do you have anything else for us, pal? No, just the the hard thing about it is all the teams that we know we're going to have a problem beating. They all have to worry about us too. That's you know, and that's a good that's a good point. Um, Iowa State proved they're no gimme in Kansas that they're not an easy out. Absolutely. I have a state could have right. won that game. Thanks, and Bruce. And Kansas is back Thank now, you. by the way. Kansas yeah. now Jeez. will win yeah. its well, yeah, 14th the, the, that was Big a, 12 regular season. That game title shot, I was shocked They're last back. night. I thought that They're West back. Virginia would beat them by double digits. And they started off that way. Yeah. And they just find a way to win. In. They're back. Uh, Cyclone Insider, Des Moines Register, here on 1460 KXNL. Welcome, Alex, to the show. Alex, what's up? Hey, I have. Uh, I just have. Uh, two questions, and, and I'll ask them and then, and then hang up. And uh, my, my first question is, if Wigington kind of ups the consistency of his game, um, at what point do you guys think he'll uh, leave for the NBA? And then my second question, uh, double extra special bonus question, sponsored by Royal Flooring and Heartland Flagpoles and Flags, is... <laughs> I love it, Alex. Do, dilly, dilly. <laughs> Can we say, could we agree that Wigington at his best is a better player than Lonzo Ball? And with that, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Man. I'll give you. I'll answer your first question, 2018-2019 at the earliest. Yeah, so you, you're saying a two-year After guy. That, I'm yeah. saying a two-year guy. I, I and, was, the, and that's what you, as a coach, as a coach, I don't know whether anybody would say this publicly or not, but that's kind of what you want. If you've got a five-star guy on your roster, and if you're coaching a five-star guy all four years, what does that tell you? It, not that the kid loves college. It's telling you that you have not helped this kid progress. Those five-star guys have to leave after two years or three years. I, I think, too, that Lindell, I mean, he's shooting 43% from three right now. That's substantially better than I thought he would. But it's he, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I'm saying that I think that if he continues to improve his shot, because that was the big question right. about him. And let's say he goes pro after next year. Yes, that tells me that he's that they have a good year next year. Oh, they'll have a good yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that that team is like in the hunt for a Big Twelve title. They may may not win it, but they're going to be in the conversation. He's getting some big yes. opportunities to shine yes. and taking advantage of them, and that means very well for Iowa State. Man, we're watching this um, this game going on behind you, Pete. Who's we? <laughs> well, I, I just uh, it's up on ESPN right now. Purdue is beating Wisconsin twenty three to four right now. There's less, Wisconsin's not a good team. No, there's there's Doesn't rally real well. Either. There's nine minutes to go. In the first half, and they only have four points. Oh, they just got a three. Badgers, just, Badgers don't play from behind real well. Did you Jeez. did you want to take his Lonzo Ball? Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, I mean, they're two different man, players. You know, like Alex, I appreciate the thought provoking question. They play different positions for one. I mean, yeah. Lonzo was pretty. I he was a strict point guard. I mean, I I, I don't even think I'm going to go there because Lonzo was thought of by many by most, is a top-five pick in the NBA draft, and that's not – that can't go unnoticed. And and Wigginton, regardless of when he goes pro, I'll tell you he's not going to be a top-five pick because of his body. I wouldn't think, at least. Yeah. So um, I would say probably not, but who am I to put a ceiling on the young man who Randy on, on Saturday became – one of only four Iowa State freshmen ever to score thirty points in a game. He's clearly very good. He's he's best I've seen since what Brackens. Um, yeah, and I I mean I I think he's best freshman. Yeah, I mean I I put him right there with Stinson. Sure. You know. Yeah, Stinson got to the basket more though. I think Stinson was a more well, crafty getting to the basket. Um, it was a different type of team. Well, if, without you know, question. Yeah. Without, yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah, yeah. It's just exactly. so hard to compare these guys right. like side by side, you know, because he had Will next to him. Mm-hmm. And Wyler Babb's a much different point guard than what Will. Oh, you talked to Chris Babb today. I did not. I tried. Oh, you didn't? I oh, tried. okay. I thought I saw a quote from. I thought I saw oh, really? Some... Well, maybe somebody. Maybe oh, okay. Never mind. Shot to somebody. I tried. Okay. 
Yeah, I tried. What is it? Oh, I did? talked to Chris. No, I, I, no, 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 I did. Yeah, I. Oh, okay. Well, what I did was I reset um, when I first met Nick, which was in 2013 at TCU. That's what I saw okay. at TCU. And, My apologies. And you know how the players are out there. Yeah, you, know, you know how the players are out there two hours before just hanging out. Yes. With their headsets on and shooting, and I'm talking to you know that's that's a great time to just talk to these guys, and I'm talking to. To Chris Babb, and 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 he was telling me about this about his brother, um, kind of a wiry kid, um, named Nick, and he said Nick's going to be here tonight, and and just as soon as he said that, Nick came down and started hanging out next to the court. So Chris stopped because it's very informal. Then Chris stopped yeah. and introduced us, and he said this kid's going to be a star someday, and by golly, he he is. So well, he he, uh, he certainly puts up the numbers, man. He's right around a triple double every just time think out about there. That. Yeah, I mean, he's had some turnovers too. Let's not say he's. He's perfect. No, I, I think that I almost blame, I almost blame the scheme, Prome, and the play, his surrounding players more for his turnovers. Though, and the point is, it's it's nobody's fault specifically. They just don't have any help for him when he's done that. You know, the days that he's done that, Lindell was playing awful by his standards, and you've seen Steve really kind of try and move Lindell over to try and take some pressure off of Chris. Um, excuse me, Nick. <laughs> and I and I think since it Steve happens. did that, like Nick's games cleaned up a lot. And he's still I, averaging thirty eight and a half minutes, which is number one, the most minutes of yeah. anybody in the Big Twelve. And I, if I, I was remiss, I should have looked and see how it nationally. See, speaking of Prom, though, like Prom's kind of like a, uh, and coaches all over the good coaches all over the country do this. But man, like the guy makes really key moves at key times. And if you watch just the last couple, it was ever. Which game did uh, Bab have seven turnovers in? Was that the uh, Oklahoma State game? Oklahoma State. Yeah. And since then, like Prome has kind of moved Lindell. Just the way that Lindell's playing off the ball with Chris, it's relieved some pressure, and Chris has looked a lot cleaner since. It is a really positive move. We'll see if that develops tomorrow well, night. It's very minor, but if you go back and watch the tape, it's very significant. I mean, they're asking Nick to do so much yeah. right now when it comes to not only running the offense, but basically playing the entire game without any rest. And then oftentimes guarding one of the opposing team's you know, best players, too. So, I mean, he's got to carry the load on so many different levels and any chance you can get to kind of relieve the pressure off him, you got to be able to do that. All right. If you want to continue on uh, with us, you're welcome to. We've had some great calls already. 515-284-5966. Let's look at the next two games. Also want to get into some football talk. We've all had sit-downs with Matt Campbell over the last week, discuss some of the happenings from that. Cyclone Insider with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. It's Cyclone Insider from the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back to Cyclone Insider here with the Des Moines Register on 1460 KXNO. Iowa State's next two games, TCU tomorrow night. Again, we've established they are a 10.5-point underdog uh, versus Jamie Dixon. I mean, what a job he's done with that program. He's done a wonderful Unbelievable. job. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that was a great hire. I mean, it's and don't don't count out Texas Tech too. What a uh, hire that no, was! No, I know, and that's where I was going. The with only this, thing I guys. got against Texas Tech is they stormed the stupid floor. That's ridiculous. How many different years have we seen like the Big Twelve, and you're like, oh well, clones get a uh, TCU and uh, Texas Tech. There's four wins. That's just how good the league is. You now. did you did kind of see the running on the wall at times last season where. Texas Tech was making strides. TCU too. So I mean, you could kind of see. Like, didn't TCU beat Kansas against yeah. City? Yeah. But the thing is, I don't think anybody thought like, "Wow, Texas Tech is going to be this good this year." I mean they they have really solidified themselves into a contender. Now Chris Beard's like one of the hottest names around college basketball right now. He's a good coach. He's not he's real. Been through a lot, man. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't have like the big, sexy type of name in college. He's a really good coach, though. 515 284 5966. Ben joins us here on Cyclone Insider. Hey, Ben. Hey, how you doing? Great. What's up, bud? Hey, so I had a question. I, don't, I didn't hear anybody talking about this, but at, I was at the game, the Baylor game on Saturday, and uh, Nick Weiler Bab and Donovan Jackson came out in those like really. Uh, special shoes, I guess. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Jackson very eccentric shoes. Yeah, he Jackson did, yeah, got rid of them in like five minutes. No, it was before that, pal. Was it before that? Yeah, okay. it was during a timeout. That's, that's what I was going to ask. I felt like he was kind of a non-factor, and I he came out in shoes that were like low tops. They didn't even look like basketball shoes to me. I didn't know if there was like 
something going on there or what? So. No, I think there's. I mean, I have no idea. Babe. I guarantee you, shoes. Babs wearing them tomorrow night. He he told me he was the same shoes. Yeah, see, these guys get like dozens of shoes a week. Yeah, Nike sends them shoes. Oh, really? Daily. Yeah, it's. Yeah. They probably just got some new shoes in, and hey, those are fun. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I've been. I can about guarantee you, there's nothing more to it than that. No, there Brady. was there was nothing. There absolutely yeah. nothing to it. I didn't know because well, what was he shooting on the night? I don't know if that was why he had kind of an off night or something like that. I think you blame it on the shoes. Jackson did I not. I don't know how these guys. Jackson work, went so. one of eleven from the field. I think he was really like one of eight from three. Yeah, he had a he had a tough night, but <laughs> real struggled in both shoes. Now, yeah, he struggled in both, but Jackson is streaky. He was like this last year, if you guys remember. He's kind of the guy where you just really hope he makes his first shot of the night. I'm just I feel like we've seen him enough now. That's who he is. He's not Tyrus McGee streaky, but yeah, you're right. Um, but for Iowa State to be successful, those streaks need to need to happen more often because, like we talked about earlier, there's no security blanket under the basket like there has been in the past. Yeah. That's true. All right. Uh, thanks, Ben. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks, Let's. Uh, we're we're going to move on to some football talk. We both. Um, we both, we all three had time with Matt Campbell here over the last week. Uh, we'll get into that here momentarily. Todd actually wants to call in and change the subject to football. Yes. Todd, welcome to the Bye. show. Love you. Hello. Yeah. Tell your, tell your uh, kids we love them as well. Yeah, sorry about that. It's all right. What's up? Hey, hey Randy, that, you wrote that article where you talked to uh, Campbell today, and, and I hate talking about this. but, but oh, No, you're not going to bring up topic. the hats, are you? What's that? You're not bringing up the hats, are you? Or the uniforms? Yeah. Well, I hate the black hats anyway. <laughs> I know. Right, you've called ahead. my show anyway, and complained but, about this. Uh, what up? You, 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 he said something about the that Nike was changing and they'll be having new uniforms. And I don't care about that. But can you tell me, I mean, does Nike have that much influence about, you know, what our colors are and stuff like that? Because, I, you know, here's the thing. I kind of, I, I, I'm under the impression that they do. Would I be wrong in that? You're right, and it's a compliment for Iowa State. It's a compliment when when Nike says to schools, "Hey, you want? We'll we'll um, we'll mess around with your. Not, that's a bad phrase. We'll yeah, alter. No, we'll give you. Phrase. We'll mess around with your school color. No, that that's not. We own, what, your, we own your coach. That's that. not what I was going to say. Didn't, I didn't go to the university, or I or I didn't go to Nike State University. I went to Iowa State. University. I think you're overplaying it. Tom. Yeah, they, but mean, but no, Nike, but it's a no, compliment. It's a compliment. Yeah, Nike for, doesn't. They come, don't. They don't. They're not going to everybody and saying that. They've gone to Iowa State. Iowa State had a great yeah, season next year. They'll State be better. They here, you're going to wear these colors that we picked. That's, no, they, that's no, not, that's not right at all. They're saying they're saying here we can do something for you. What do you think of this? It's a compliment. They don't go to the bad schools. Whatever they whatever they are wearing, the the idea likely came from Iowa State. And right. Nike is working with them to accompany whatever that might be. And they will do some not say you are wearing this on this game day. Yeah, they. You mean, they, you mean like Alabama? What about Alabama? Oh, you mean all those uniform changes they go through? Nike what does not say do Alabama. You are wearing this. Tonight. Correct. If, but if I guarantee you, if if Nick like Saban, see all those changes they go through. If Nick Saban, yeah, but or, or if Nick still, Saban went to Nike and said we want alternate uniforms, they would get or, them. Or how about Penn State? All those all those uniform changes they go. Through. Why are you Auburn, comparing Kansas? Iowa State football to Alabama? Well, I I would. When's the last time Iowa State? Run. I would like to be like Alabama. Well, I think everybody. When's the last time Iowa State won a conference championship in football? I hope we start winning them all. That's that's great. And once Iowa State does, then but they keep let their me let me throw something let me throw something at you here. For some reason, and I can't, I I don't necessarily like this like it, but recruits. One of the things that a lot of the recruits talk about ask about when they're making visits is what kind of alternate uniforms do you have now that sounds screw- my, here's my take on that randy if if we got a student athlete why don't you let randy finish his point todd oh god go ahead i go ahead <laughs> no you go ahead randy no the, but these guys ask about I know, way, I know which way williams leans on this so these far. guys ask about alternate uniforms that's the way it is. These guys are not asking about alternate uniforms at Penn State and Alabama for reason what Chris said. When's the last time they won? You know, uh, Iowa State doesn't uh, win championship. These guys ask them. Hey, I, I, an Iowa State assistant basketball coach told me 
four or five years ago that one of the things that some of the basketball players they're recruiting is they want to know what kind of chef they have at this in the school athletic in athletic facility and what his main um what his main course is, like and can we? He went, and can we meet that chef? And I said, "Geez, Matt, how'd you respond to that?" And he said, "I just told him the chef was off that day." <laughs> I mean, so these them, the recruits—that's what the recruits want. That's what they want. I, I don't I like it. You don't that. like it. I would worry about that before the other. Well, then you're not probably well, not going to get a recruit. Todd, you would not be you very good at recruiting them because you have to play in. <laughs> partially to what the college kids want. You can't give up everything, but you do have to give the kids to a certain degree what they want. If you're ignoring what they want, ignoring what they want to hear, and just telling them everything that you believe in, ignore those needs, they aren't going to come to your school, they aren't going to play for you, and if they do, they're going to quit right away. Wow, those are some shallow recruits, Coach. No, they're high school kids. That's how it works. Well, okay. That's that's a lot different than... uh... You know, high school kids from 10, 15 years. It is. Oh, without it question. Is. It's, it's 2018. That's how it works. I'll tell you what, Todd. Every time Iowa State, every week Iowa State does this, Iowa State posts a little video on Twitter. It's probably about 45 seconds long about what the uniform combination is going to be that week. It's not just players who are retweeting it, favoriting it, going nuts about it, getting excited about it. It's college kids. It's older fans. It's everybody. A large group of fans maybe not you maybe not me i i mean i don't get that pumped about it but fans college kids recruits high school kids get excited about that stuff and at this point if you're not doing it everybody else is and you're kind of being left out in the open todd do you watch game day college football game day on saturday mornings uh, not as much as I used to. Seriously, I don't think I watched it once this year. Now that you bring it up, they have a they have a a a part of that each game day. Um, um, that's called Gear Up. Is that right? It's called Gear Up. Yeah, it's something. I mean, like I, that. I, I, I'm it's not called sure Gear the title Up. Of it, but... And they've got somebody. They've got like ten universities. They've got mannequins of ten universities. What uniforms they're wearing on that specific Saturday? That's where it's come from. It's not and just was Iowa State ever on that this year. I, I, if if they were, I, I'm covering the game, so I'm not really that paying that okay. much attention to it. So I don't know. That. Probably not. But when oh. they have those sick black ones next year, I'm sure oh, they will. God, be. Yes. But anyway, yeah. So I mean, it's not just Iowa State, and they will have black. It's not just but Iowa that's State. That's what I'm saying on game day. I mean, when we get back down to it, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been watching this stuff since Johnny Majors, but for God's sakes, I'm I'm thinking. Uh, Let's win the games, and then we can worry about the uniform. Yeah, but you can't win the games if you don't get in the recruits, and you can't get the recruits. You can't even tell me if they were on, if their uniforms were on game day. Yeah, but it's like, well, we're, but it's like we're saying, you can't win the games if you don't get the recruits. You can't get the recruits if you don't pique their interest, and that's what part of what interests the kids. It's something so intre- so so simple, so mundane. But it's something they want to see. That's what high school kids want. Todd, you're not a high school kid. I understand you probably don't understand what they want, but that's what they want, and that's what we live in. And, you know, if if Iowa State's not doing it, everybody else is. I got a quick question for Randy. When they when they do Todd, we are literally having people call the station to cut you off. So hurry, make it What's your make question, it fast, Todd? Pal. I'm good hurry with you. Nike, does Nike pay for all those uniform changes for football, basketball? Oh yeah. Oh, without question. Absolutely. They and they do. and they okay. send they send gobs and gobs of shoes too to the players. Okay. All right, sounds good. All right. Who was that that called Sean? We'll bring Sean Jankowski. He just the guy just said, "Can we shut Todd up?" <laughs> Todd, Todd very, would not be a very good Todd's college a, football coach. Todd's a very passionate fan. Todd lives in 1975. The I, when you asked him it, when you're talking about the Twitter, I, I was hoping that he had Twitter that he knew what we were talking about. Yeah, I mean, you know, I get like, it. I understand. Is, like, Randy has been as adamant about. Uh, uniform stuff as anybody in terms of Randy doesn't get excited about it. He doesn't care. It's uniform. My dad's the same way, man. Yeah. Like my dad, my dad hates it when. They and do I, that, I like, think there are a lot of people that love the whole idea of like, look at Penn State. You know, it's just basic. It's simple. 
but that's a different time and it's a different and like Ma- they actually Mac, have football tradition. Yeah, and Iowa Matt State Campbell, just won its fourth bowl game. The, they, they've been playing football for over a hundred years at Iowa State. They just won their fourth bowl yeah. game. You're not Alabama. And, and Matt Campbell doesn't care what Randy or I or you what what uh, we are or not interested in, uh, in in football uniforms. He cares about what the you know, four-star quarterback that he's recruiting once. Yeah, uh, the quarterback out of Arizona that they're recruiting that they offered out of Glendale. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. If Brock wants, if Brock asks about about uniforms, Matt Campbell better have an answer. Yeah, he I better mean, have an as, answer. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and, and that's I mean, in the the Bama's, USC's, and Penn State's of the world. But those don't, guys don't, don't need to. They but recruits have, come to them. Exactly. And the, and that's, the thing that's where too I was is going with it. We talk about look how much excitement has been pumped into this program when it comes to Iowa State. Before Matt Campbell even coached one game at Iowa State, there was a new sense of excitement, energy, and interest in the program, and people buying tickets. And recruits already getting interested in Matt Campbell because he was shaking up and doing things that a lot of other college programs around the nation were doing. Things like, uh, you know, freshening things up. Yeah, a new entrance song at the stadium. You know, at the stadium yeah. stuff. You know, we don't get that wrapped up in uh, new uniforms. Just stuff that hadn't been done in a while, and that's easy stuff to do. You don't have to. Yeah, it's not something that takes up a great deal of his my, time. My whole deal, and Paul Rhodes and I used to talk about this, because Paul and I had very differing views on it. it. It wasn't like my whole deal when they, when they, when Paul was very steadfast on. He probably Todd. I'm sure Todd loved Paul's stance on it. Like absolutely, wear your school colors, and people need to know it's Iowa State and all this stuff. Well, that that's great when you're again going ten and two. The problem is they weren't. They were going three and nine. They were going four and eight. And the way I saw it is you're already at a competitive you, – You when you play in the Big 12, your Iowa State football with the tradition that they have, you're already at a competitive disadvantage due to your geography, the recruits surrounding you, all that stuff. If you're not – if you're not – you know, sniffing around this area with the uniforms and with all the hip. Like, if you if you're not on social media, Paul wasn't on social media. You are you're deepening your competitive disadvantage. It doesn't make any sense not to dabble in that. And I mean, at this point, I don't know how you can question really anything Matt Campbell is doing on the recruiting trail. <laughs> Let's also exactly. say there's a media there's a media there's a marketing edge to this. Also, it's free advertising. Well, that too, but but. Do they okay? So they wear these. They wear these. These. These off-color uniforms. Off-color. I meant not cardinal and yeah, gold. Alternate. Whatever. Alternate uniforms. Then do they? Then do they? Does Nike give? Do the? What's the name of the the the, the apparel stores? The name. Do the apparel stores get those uniforms too? And then people buy them. Yeah. I mean, so it's like minor league baseball teams, not the Iowa Cubs, often <laughs> often redo their logo. I mean, some of them every well, year, so they can sell more stuff. I can tell you this: um, we do a deal on Cyclone Fanatic every Thursday or Friday, whenever they release the uniforms for the upcoming week, and we put it on the front page. In every week, it's one of our top viewed stories. Well, and that's why I was <laughs> saying people too, love it. You like, know, when they put out that tweet saying this is what yeah. Iowa State's wearing this week, it gets fans excited. I don't get pumped about. Obviously, Todd doesn't. get I do, but you know, it's a personality but, thing yeah. too. Like I, I'm more into that stuff. But than I you guys know, are. I know where they're coming from because 16, 17, 18 year old, all the college kids that you're trying to get their butts off the couch, out of the frat houses, and onto campus and into those football games, they care. Let about me ask it. Sean. Bring Sean Jankowski real quick because he is significantly younger <laughs> than all of us. Sean, not how old by are you? too much. How old are you? Twenty five. I'm twenty eight. Oh, you're okay. Jeez. Yeah, not by 20. too much. Come on. Okay, but you, I know for a fact because you constantly are sending me pictures of different uniforms and whatnot. This this really scratches you where you itch. Yeah, because I follow a guy on Twitter called uh, UniWatch. <laughs> Any little modification, the guy tweets about it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, when Iowa State debuted the Grays for the first time, I think I was at that game at the San Jose State. That was a great. Uh, I love the and Grays. It, my fiance and I were like. 
wait, those can't be the real jerseys. And then we got on Twitter and we saw the tweets were like, Oh my God! The Grays are my wife's favorite uniform. And I like the chrome helmets. Look at the helmets. Those chrome helmets are sweet. They need to keep those. Those are awesome. The Liberty Bowl helmet. I mean that the level of excitement. Even when they're right side up. Even when they're upside down. (laughs) That it's just it's something so simple and so easy to do, and it goes so far in terms of peaking interest in the fans. That gets me excited. excited. I mean, I remember. The first time uh, Matt Campbell surprised the players with new uniforms, they kept it a secret till game day, and the guys walked into the locker room and saw him for the first time. Oh, yeah, it went nuts. It just got pumped yeah. up and went crazy. Are you telling me that on game day, when you have that type of excitement and that little added energy, that's not a little bit of an advantage? And what's I, it tell you? We're talking... Half hour on 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 something as as silly as uniforms when we got Kyle Kemp coming back for next year. Well, no way. And that's and that's where I think we <laughs> that's where I think we end it is the the com- the conversation is about much more than just the color of Iowa State's uniforms. It is about the product that eventually turns out on the field. Yeah, who's inside the uniforms? Yeah, and and that's why the decisions are being made the way that they are. More Cyclone Insider after this here on 1460 KXNO. It's Cyclone Insider from the Des Moines Register and 1460 KXNO. All right, guys, welcome back. Uh, Let's wrap things up here on tonight's installment of Cyclone Insider. And let's talk about some substance. Uh, Tommy, we'll start with you. Uh, we got seven minutes to go. We'll start with you on Kyle Kemp. Coming back? I don't think so. I mean, I, I understand Matt Campbell is optimistic. I think that's kind of the card he, he almost has to play right now. But to me, you are almost opening up Pandora's box here if, uh, if you let Kyle Kemp come back. Now, hey, I love Kyle Kemp. Great kid. Fantastic story. Um do I think it just totally sucks how um, his career's gone? Do I think he's borderline been screwed over between when he committed to Cincinnati, went to Oregon State, went to Hutchinson? Yes. But also every kid that goes to a school, doesn't play there, and comes to another school and just plays there, you're, uh, you're opening up the door for that kid to go back and say, I... Are you? Let me ask you this: Are you giving your opinion, or do you think he won't come back? Both. Okay. I, 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 I just okay. don't. One, I don't think he should get it mm-hmm. because I think you, like I said, you're opening up Pandora's box too. I just don't. And I don't see how the NCAA is going to give him this this opportunity. What do you think, Randy? Ninety percent, he's coming back. That Pandora's box is already open. Because of the Nebraska. Tanner Lee, yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, that, so I ninety percent he's coming back. I mean, Matt yesterday, um, when I talked to, to Matt about this before the bowl game, Matt was fifty fifty. Yesterday, when I talked to him, his I could just I know him well enough to know um, what you he's think thinking. He seemed more optimistic. Yeah, he was way more optimistic, way more optimistic. And plus, he gave me that quote. He said, he said, and this was even. Before we talked about about Kyle Kemp, it was he said he said Iowa State. I think Iowa State will be in as good a shape at the quarterback position than it's been in a long time. And so would he say that without Kyle Kemp, without thinking ninety no. percent that Kyle Kemp's coming back? No. Yeah. So no. I no, he he's he, and and Matt Campbell is as optimistic a person as I am. I mean, I'm optimistic about everything. You're not optimistic. You're always grumpy. <laughs> no, I'm not Just either. But, but Matt Campbell is a very optimistic person, so I get that. So maybe I drank the Kool-Aid on that one. I don't know. I'm still saying 90% he's coming back. I would lean towards him getting the sixth year. So I would I would lean with Randy. I The one argument I would make with you, Tommy, I on, the, on your opinion part of that, I do think that you have a point. Like, where does it stop? Where is a line? Exactly. Go? But, but I, like but I, Randy said, the door has been open yeah, with Tanner Lee. I think, I I think that the NCAA has taken a lot of rightful criticism over player rights over the last however many years. Like, you know, the the coaches can get up and leave, and they don't have any penalty, and and not and these kids have to sit out and all this stuff. And I I do think that we're going to see more 
rulings in favor in favor of players in the in the future. They need they have to because they're getting especially like the the Kevin Sumlin crap today. Yeah, like the guy's getting eleven million dollars to coach for the next four years at Arizona and ten million not to ten coach. and a half not to like you can't like you just can't keep. Having your cake and eating it too, like the yeah, but can, so you've got to let these players have some more rights. I think. To me, there are cases like this that come across their table all the time. They're, Probably right. Uh, hundreds of Kyle Kemp type cases, maybe not the exact same situation, but hundreds of situations to opportunities to have a, a chance to say, "Hey, we really do care about this new athlete." They've been getting them for years, and the one thing the NCAA has made pretty clear is. Despite whatever the rash of public opinion, the backlash that they get, and the amount of crap that they take from fans, media members, coaches, Usually whatever. Usually it's rightful, too. Yeah. Even when it's rightful, they don't care. They don't care. They stand no, by their case. I, I know, but what I'm saying is I think that the legal walls are caving in on them, and I think at some point they're going to have to have some like, well, we did. We let these guys. Sure. You, that. I guess that's my deal. I'm, th- I'm thinking a little bit like more like – they're going to get sued by all these guys at some point for, and, and look, <laughs> for not paying it, it, them. It's like I said before, this would be a fantastic opportunity because Kyle Kemp, by all counts, has yeah. done everything the right way. He's got a, a great story. And it's like I said, he probably has been a kid that's been screwed over since day one. He absolutely has. You know, he, he committed to, I think it was Cincinnati in the first place. Uh, they had their coaching change. New coach comes in. Says yeah, I just think it's so hypocritical of these coaches to want to limit these kids from moving around when they can. And I, and I'm not even saying like that. I want to take out the current transfer rules because I don't. Because you don't. You don't want wild, wild west. Yeah, you don't want it to be free agency out there. But man, it's hypocritical that the coaches can leave and the players can't. They need to put a rule in. If Kyle Kemp doesn't get, if if he gets whacked, they need they need to put a and I'll write this. They need to get a rule in that says that if a coach does leave his job and goes elsewhere, when a rec, when a recruit is either either national a kid has already signed his national letter of intent or is in his redshirt process, that kid can go. Yeah, that kid can transfer. I look forward to that column, Pete, because I completely agree with you. Thanks, guys. The Thanks. music's playing. That was a fast hour. Cyclone Insider, uh, thanks to Todd for calling in and giving us that passionate call on uniforms. Thanks to Randy, Tommy. Morning Rush coming up tomorrow at 6. Drake, you and I, now. <laughs>